This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Yeah, that's right, Tom Izzo. We do a podcast. You pain in the ass, Al. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, Jerry, a couple days ago, we were discussing how you and I were going to become the new go-to people for relationship advice. I have a problem with this already. All right. What do you mean? Who's the pitcher on the Mets? Jerry Blevins? Or used to be on the Mets? Jeremy Blevins, yeah. No, no. Jerry. Not Jeremy. So he was bored, and he posted on Twitter a little while ago, if you've got relationship or issues, hashtag Ask Jerry. He's got some free time. I don't know. This was our idea. This so was I'm, our idea. This is our idea. Now, I thought the letters and inquiries would become flooding in. Yesterday, we got one. That's not exactly flooding. Today, I got two more for uh, you, Well, Jerry. we doubled them. Two more. So here we go. All right. uh, this comes from Dan, and Dan says... Dean uh, Carteret. Uh, not from Carteret, okay. that's for sure. Good this to is know. a different Dan. You can use my real name. Not going to hide behind some Fugazi pen name. Also, huge fan, I briefly... Met you on the Asbury Park boardwalk this summer. You remember this guy? I, if if he's the guy who told me he had ordered the shirt and the mug, I do remember him. Okay. Uh, he says, okay, I have a question for the relationship segment. So, Al, you were nearly twice married, and Jerry has been married a long time. What made the two of you decide that this was the right person for life? And for you, what made you rescind your proposal? I've been with my girlfriend for almost two years now, and popping the question is definitely in play for us. Jerry, how did you know? Well, I don't that think Kim was too the right deep woman. I, for well, you? all right. First of all, I would say it was the next step. We were together a long time. The, the idea of just living with one another didn't seem like it made sense. If we were going to advance the relationship, I think that was, and it was, that was the next step. Um, if you're going to have a family, it makes sense to be married. And so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, you and I have talked about this a lot. I mean, the notion that there's one person on this planet for you is right. the biggest load of crap that anybody can sell you. Because I've always said, if my wife dumped my ass today, I really believe she would find someone very quickly. You know, and he might be better than me. Very well could be better than me. find that hard to believe. I do not. So, you know, I, I think we're sold a lot of bills of goods, if you will about life that is really a load of bull crap. And that, to me, is one of them. I think if Gina dumped your ass today, I think you would be fine and she would totally be fine. 
might be a little heartbreak there for a few weeks, but guess what? You'll get over it, and so will she. So this idea that uh, only one there's only one that. person in the world for us, Jerry? Never have believed that. No. And again, I believe it because I think my wife would be scooped up very quickly, and she could end up with a guy that's five times the person I am. <laughs> I know, but and I'm not. That's not taking a shot at me. I think it's it's a compliment to her and this notion that I'm the only one for her. Please. Anybody that believes that, take your head out of your ass or the sand, because that's not true. Right, because especially like when people go away to college, they oftentimes meet their sure uh, partner for life. Mm-hmm. What if you went to a different school? You'd meet someone else. You'd now, have met someone else. There are those like Eddie, who I respect a lot of what Eddie believes and his knowledge of just everyday life is, to me, unmatched for anybody I know. He's one of the smartest people I know. I think the notion that our life is scripted is more bullshit, um, is more bull stuff. <laughs> bull stuff. I don't believe that either. You know, and he's got this phrase, if anybody knows Eddie, hey, Eddie, how you doing? As I must be. No, that's not true. If you, if, you are, if you are as you must be, stop taking your medication. Stop with the diabetes, the, the pump on your hip. Live as you must be. Sadly, you'll die very quickly. <laughs> wow. Am I wrong? No, you've you're nailing this. No, I don't. I think you're right. I don't mean to be nailing anything. I just think, I you know, to me, all that stuff is pie in the sky stuff. I don't think anything is is preordained. So for this guy's, I I, I don't know what he had a real question other than how did you know? Like, I guess he's wondering how does he know whether this is the right let's, woman for his life. Let's keep it very simple. Do you enjoy each other? Do you have fun together? And do you feel like you're ready to take the next step? And if you answer yes to those three questions, do you love her? That's that's an important one, that's too. That's one of the questions. Um, then, then go for it. And let me just, uh, to keep the record straight here, he asks, what made me rescind my marriage proposals? I'm uh, deathly I, afraid. <laughs> I, well, I did not rescind them. Oh. I made them in desperation. And uh, But who withdrew both times you got engaged? Because... There was a rescindance somewhere. There was a rescindance. Did she say, well, am I stupid and give you the ring back? Or did you say, I can't do this? Well, what I used to do back then was I would, I didn't have the balls myself to end things. So I would give the woman no other choice. Oh, God. And then go, <laughs> and then go like this. Edge, that's your call. That would be on you then. So you put the onus on the other person. By forcing their hand. Uh, correct. And being an ass. Correct. Wow. That's a coward's way out. Yeah. Okay. A coward's What's way out. What's interesting, though, to me about that with you is that you are someone that not only is not afraid of confrontation, you enjoy it. And you enjoy arguing. But, but not, not in, in my, that way, huh? Not in my real life. Well, not this in is like, real. Well, but I mean. Like when you went, and I'm, I'm not making fun of it. When you went and sought out Joe Beningo and you two were face-to-face yelling yeah. at one another, you got a kick out of that. Yes. That's real life. Yeah, that's true. He could have punched you square in the face. And quite frankly, knowing Joe the way I do, I'm surprised he didn't. That's that's real. That's not a caller from some unknown right. town. No, I do like I do like arguing. I like arguing in a lawyer-like way. Like I mm-hmm. like arguing. I don't like to argue based on emotion. Which I think is where men and women differ in their arguments. Sure. So you've probably had arguments with your wife where you felt like you were arguing fact-based things, mm-hmm. and she was probably arguing on emotion. And then the argument about 
for most men is that they don't put emotion into it at all. It's all, you know, like yeah. uh, like lawyer-like. I, I will tell you, I've never read it, but I do think I want to now as I've gotten older. The Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus book. I'm curious. I mean, I get the premise of it, clearly, and I clearly agree with it. Um, but I've never read that book, and I think I'd like to. All right. When do you think that was written? About 20 years ago, would you say? Uh, I'm gonna, I'll bet you more. Maybe more? I'm going to say, like, uh, or very early 90s. And was his name Dan, right? This fella, yeah, who wrote us, Dan. Just know this, Dan. Good luck. Good luck, Dan. Yes. So Jerry's saying if you're ready to move on, move and to the next level, move 100%. to the next level. You got to really enjoy each other, though. I mean, that's okay. one of the big things, too. Yes. Like, you know, we had, I think common interests are important. That's one, That's another thing to me that I think that's a bunch of BS is the, you know, the opposites attract thing. They might attract but if you want staying power, you better have some common interests and not be so damn opposite. I think what they say with opposites attract is like, for me, I'm such a stickler for things, mm-hmm. right? And Gina is a very free spirit. Right. So I think when they say opposites attract, it's like, I, I wish to that I could relax a little bit and be a little more like her. You balance one another. And she probably wishes she was a little more organized like me. Agreed, but but you also have common interests. Right. If you didn't, then the relationship would you'd be arguing nonstop. We you just would. We can't really figure out what to watch on TV together other than HGTV because I like murders, right? And she likes science fiction. Okay, I have like no interest How in about like a science Star fiction Wars. murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Could do that if it was a documentary. Yeah. Here's the second one, Jerry. Uh, this person uh, asked to be kept anonymous. Kept anonymous. Okay. A woman. What's her name? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My husband is at least 20 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. He lifts his shirt to scratch his chest. It's not a pleasant sight, especially when I'm eating. How do I or can I ask him to stop? Hey, fatso, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? As you know, Mm -hmm. I put on 10 pounds during the pandemic and have not lost a pound of it, and I was 10 pounds overweight before the pandemic started. Okay. So, hello, 20 pounds. I'm probably 25 pounds overweight right now, I would say. Um, I would never in a million years think to do that. To lift your shirt and scratch your chest, yeah. It's, it's gross. Um, that is something that in their relationship, he's very comfortable. Way too comfortable. He's very com- I'll give you a here. Try this. This is your advice? When he lifts up his shirt... And scratches his chest, drop your drawers and scratch your ass. <laughs> and see if he likes that. He oddly might. I don't know. He might. But you've got to do something to show him that what you're doing is disgusting. I don't know what the equivalent would be. Because well, if you start scratching your boobs, he might get aroused. I don't. Right? What if she talked to him about this, not right when he does it, but at another time when they're having a conversation? Yeah, about... the problem is picking the right time. Yes, that is tough. After a drink is usually a very good time to have a conversation because people are slightly relaxed, yeah. and it does open the door to a conversation that the other person might be open to, whereas they might otherwise not be. Like, can I talk to you about something that bothers me? When you lift your shirt up and scratch your chest, that bothers me. Would you mind not doing that in front of me? Yeah, I, so I had one instance with my wife. She pops her gum. Drives me crazy. 
And one day, I didn't care what kind of moods we were in. I just, we were driving. I'm like, you got to stop. I can't take it. You she was at the stop. moment at the time she was yes, popping in the, car. the gum. And not, no, she just does. It's just a habit. No, but I'm saying she was doing it in the car oh, when yeah, you yeah. brought it up. Anytime she chews gum. And so she got angry that I even, that I was angry to where she stopped for 30 seconds, then popped the gum again. Uh-oh. And it was like. Oh, didn't mean to. Sorry. I'm like, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> now, she has since stopped because we did have a conversation about that, about my annoying habits and hers, and I think we've both done a good job of chilling out with them. So she brought up something that you did that yes. bothers her. She said, I remember she said, again, we had a drink. We were sitting outside, and I brought it up again. I said, I didn't mean to be an ass in the car. I'm like, but it, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. And she goes, I'll make you a deal. I will do my best to stop that if you will stop. This. And it was basically putting crap in the sink and putting it in the dishwasher. No problem. Fair enough. I grew up, we didn't use it. It was so weird. We didn't use the dishwasher. We had one. But growing up, we always washed the dishes. So to me, if I was done with a dish or a cup, it went right in the sink. And whoever was ready to wash them, they washed them. She grew up, nothing in the sink, everything in the dishwasher. So it drives her nuts. And I don't do it anymore. Everything goes right in the dishwasher. But have you guys figured out, because I knew, I know there was a time when your dishwasher techniques pissed me off. Were throwing off the oh, relationship. That annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah, because she would put everything face up. The utensils. Yes. So the fork, the, the prongs were the facing spo- the yes. ceiling. And my whole thing was you're touching when you once they're clean, you're grabbing them with your hands, which has the most germs on the on your entire body. Everything's on your fingers. So why am I taking clean forks and spoons with my dirty hands to put them back as opposed to the handle? doesn't make sense to me. And so she would put stuff in the dishwasher. I would switch it. And then two hours later, I'd see something in the sink from the kids. I'd go to put it in the dishwasher. She switched it. And we would go back and forth. Switching utensils. And Yeah, and so we did that until we moved. When we moved four years ago, and that was just she wasn't giving in and I wasn't giving in, and there was no compromise at all. I remember I said to her, what's next? We're going to put the knives upside down, too, so we can stab each other? Um, When we moved, we got a new dishwasher. Unbeknownst to me and her, when we bought the dishwasher, it came with a topping. Goddamn things go top up. Really? Yes. Bothers me. And you can't, if you take it out, there's no slots. So it's they have to go in that way. So even though I didn't lose, she won. I don't feel like I lost. She won, though. She feels like she won, though. Not right. The dishwasher. Yeah, that one bothers me. To this day, that bothers me. All right. This is totally unrelated, Jerry. That's the end of our relationship portion. Oh, we're done with the podcast? No, with those those two. I do have two, a couple of other quick stories. Nice. You'll see this every now and then, and and now it's uh, McDonald's doing it. It says uh, McDonald's plans to get rid of plastic toys by 2025. Why not just now? Exactly. What, what Every time I for? see these things, <laughs> like you'll see that be like, uh, uh, be like, uh, well, Subaru's gonna have go, gonna have no more gas cars by twenty forty five. It's like, let's do it now. <laughs> I agree. That seems a little harder because you got to get sure. uh, conveyor belts and all these things. Uh, manufacturing, manufacturing, taken care of. But if McDonald's doesn't want to give out plastic toys anymore because yeah. they're bad for the environment, cancel your order with Mattel. Stop right now. I agree. They Just make enough money, they could, they could cancel those. They do. Yeah, well, because they don't... 
If you if you stopped, let's say for instance, they decided they were going to cancel all their orders, and the the company said, "Oh, tough, you still owe us the money." Okay, fine. So pay them the money. Don't put the toys in the kids' meal. Are parents not going to buy their kids the kids' meal? They buy the kids' meal. Yeah, that's a nice little perk. But you buy the kids' meal because it's economical price wise. You right. get the burger, the fries, and the soda for two ninety nine or whatever the hell it is, or a dollar ninety nine, and the kids happy and they get a cool box. But some of the kids do like the toy. Again, there's no question it's cool and it does help. But I do think if you go there, the parents are still buying them. And then if for a year there wasn't a toy, so what? They can absorb the hit. It's not that big a deal. And then come up with a more economical toy or whatever they're going to do. What, now, was, what was the problem with the plastic in the article? What they said? I guess just bad for the environment, plastic okay. overall. Now, my sister you, and her kids still love Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. But... When they were younger, they would go to Chick-fil-A and you would get like a kid's meal and it would come with a toy. Right. But you could turn the toy in for an ice cream cone. Oh, nice. Like the toy, if it was still in the package. What did they do with the toy? Oh, if you didn't open it. If you didn't open it. you get, and you and So she had convinced them because she didn't want all this junk in the house. Mm-hmm. She convinced them, turn the toy in, get an ice cream. So the kids would be, get very excited to get their meal. And then the, the toy would be in the plastic. They would always bring the toy back to the counter in exchange for a ice cream cone. That's pretty cool. I don't think we ever took my kids to McDonald's for the toy. I really don't. They were never locked in on the, the toy meals? No, I don't think so. Happy I really, meals. not that I remember. Not that I remember. Your so. kids get burgers or the nuggets with, for a happy meal? Um, the Joseph both. And my older son used to always get the nuggets. Always. Not anymore, but always. Does your older son drive yet? Uh, soon. Next month. Soon. Yeah, he's got his permit. I heard it where, like when you first were learning to drive, was McDonald's one of the places you wanted to go? No, I don't think so. To no. me, it was like the mall. I went to Wendy's a lot. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Wendy's you liked? Yeah. Roy Rogers. My first big trip was to Shea Stadium. You drove? Yeah, I did. Sure did. I got my I got my license in March, and I believe. The Dodgers came to town in June or July with Daryl, and me and my buddy Mike drove out there, and I we got to our seat right in time for his first at-bat. Your parents were cool with you driving to Queens when you first got a driver's license? I don't remember that part. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember driving there, yeah. It was June or July. So was, I, mean, I mean, I was driving for a few months at that point. You had to have a map with you. I remember I got my license in March. I Well, probably. He was probably the co-pilot. I remember in April, a friend of mine wanted to go to LBI at his beach house because his parents weren't down there. And I remember my mom saying, I won't say no to much, but not yet. She goes, you've been driving three weeks. Right. I'm not ready for you to drive all the way to LBI. I said, okay. But yeah, I went, to, I went to Shea Stadium in that summer. But Shea Stadium, no problem. I guess not by June or July, no. Maybe it was August. I don't remember. Who knows, Jerry? I don't know. And one final story, Jerry. You know I love any story that involves monkeys. Yes. Like I love any monkey story. This is uh, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, here, this here, right here in America. You don't get a lot of uh, monkey stories in America. Right. A lot of times it's these foreign countries where monkeys run around free. A, uh, a monkey was spotted in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was caught on a hotel video parking lot camera. So there is a monkey on the loose mm. in Indiana, Jerry. It was reported September 8th, several people... Seeing a man riding a scooter with a monkey on his back. Wow. Uh, more reports were received the following day when the man was reported to be spotted with a untethered monkey. <laughs> Animal control verified 
yet another spotting of the monkey captured on video. The monkey was wandering loose in the parking lot of the uh, Marriott Suites uh, Hotel. <laughs> well, how, if they've got three different sightings, they couldn't find the damn thing? No. Still missing. Seems odd. Uh, police said the monkey was on the loose in the parking lot for a short time while a young man and woman worked to wrangle it into a cage. How'd that go? Not well. <laughs> it escaped. Yes. So uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Animal Care and Control are looking to get the monkey. It is, uh, e- it is not legal to keep a monkey in Indiana. I will be in Indiana a couple of times this year. Do you think I'll see a monkey? I would say be on the lookout. I will be on the lookout. Especially because you're going to stay at a hotel. Yes. This monkey's been seen at multiple hotels. Yeah. That's where we stay. We stay at Marriott's. What do you think that phrase was spank the monkey? Like, what does that even mean? Like, I know what it means, but why did they invoke a... A monkey to your junk? Yeah. I don't know. And smacking it. You don't smack your junk. What do you do? You don't just... You don't hit it. (laughs) I don't know. That's a weird thing. I don't know. People Is there say another definition of spank? No, I don't think so. Spanking the monkey? <laughs> it's a weird one. All right, Moose and Maggie coming up next. <laughs> say what you got to say. <laughs> Sir, go on. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up show. Tomorrow's right. a Thursday. We get a little Thursday night football tomorrow. No one cares about that game. Oh. Right. Fair point. Exactly. But people do care about the warm up show. Mm. It is next and live. At You'll five. be looking live at 5 tomorrow, 5 a.m., right, that is. You are looking live. You can, Yeah, you could incorporate both those right there. You are looking live at 5. There you go. Live. Brent doing the NBC thing. Oh, yeah. I used to love NFL today. So did I. Got me all juiced up for the day. I mean, I still love NFL today. I know you do. Wink, wink. What are you talking about when you were a kid, the whole I'm Brent just thing? i just yeah. Cross. I know. You are looking at me. Like, oh, my God. It was your first, like, look at a stadium? Yes. We had oh, no other this. vision. Right. You are looking live. Yippers. Live. And back when Inside the NFL was cool. It still is cool. When it was on, no, when it was on HBO. Well, because we never got highlights. Right. We get like extended highlights. Monday that night, cool. maybe at halftime you would get some. Right, but it would be so quick. Yes. You got, you this got like be a extended good highlight highlights with the guy, with the voiceover guy going, the Miami Dolphins came into RFK Stadium. Dun, dun, That's dun, also dun. why when primetime became such oh, a it was a huge time. deal. Yeah. Loved NFL primetime. Yep. Sad. Okay. Two. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't I recall the in-between day. What do you say? It's 5.01, the Eddie Scazzeri in there as we would expect. We've got the Wednesday because we're before week three and the NFL opens. We're after week two closed. It's baseball, baseball, baseball. And across from me 
is the baseball aficionado, if it was 1984. His name is Al Xander Dukes. What's up? Jerry, I was crushing baseball knowledge in the 80s, no doubt about it. Uh, Mid-80s to late-80s to right around the baseball strike is when I quit on baseball. I did too, but I came back. That's funny you say that. That's why I stopped watching for like three, four years. Yeah, I did get caught up in that uh, Mark McGuire, so Sammy Sosa the home run chase. So did I. I got back in on that, Jerry. But uh, back then when I was like living, I was when I was in Tampa, it was hard to keep up on the Mets and all that there. Not now. Now it would be awesome. I be would just easy. buy myself an MLB uh, Mets package. Yeah. And you watch every game because you're be, out of market. should be watching every game, Jerry. And plus, when they come to Tampa, you could have your choice of sections. Exactly. I could have gotten front row seats. Perfect. Boy, I really missed it by about two decades, three decades. <laughs> yes. I really missed uh, that. That good, is true. Good news, Jerry. I got an Amazon package showed up to my house uh, yesterday. My Hari Krishna beads have Very arrived. Very nice. Very good. Did you do it? I didn't do it because uh, uh, my parents were coming over to take me to, to dinner. Oh, okay. You had no time? Uh, no time, Jerry. I, it was with, uh, with the two-hour nap in the middle of the day. Uh, two uh, hours? I That's what the, your nap is up to? I know I had it yesterday because I, I the dog had me up uh, very early. Oh, so I, I did take a two hour nap. All right, and um, so the Hari Krishna beads are there. I did go online to uh, YouTube to see how to do it properly, and I'm glad I did because you're not supposed to use your index finger when you yeah because that would really throw off everything when you go bead to bead, Jerry, because it, it goes against the Krishna gods. Nice. You use uh, a pen and a piece of paper if you want. No, I'm I'm being one, meditating. Two, I got to count three, my one hundred eight, my one hundred eight uh, times going through the Hari Krishna chant. Okay, so uh, what awaits me later on this afternoon, Jerry? Inner peace, <laughs> and hopefully not diarrhea from the dog on a rug, which yeah. has showed up the last two. <laughs> I, days. This will be so awesome. I can see this already. Two days, Hari Krishna, you complete the one hundred eighth one. Yeah, you're all good. I'm zen out. Wow, that was amazing. And then you look over into the corner of the condo. Dog diarrhea. <laughs> Unbelievable. The last two days, Jerry. Inner peace right out. Yep. Dog diarrhea the right last two the days. Right on two different rugs, which is good because it's a good excuse to clean your rugs. That's fair. Sure. Because you know I mean? otherwise no one picks them up and cleans them. Exactly. They vacuum them. No one washes them. So today I'm preparing for it. I actually switched out rugs to a rug I haven't washed in a while, and I put it where she normally does her dog diarrhea if oh she's God. ill. Well, so, you uh, really hit, uh, hit the jackpot with I this did. dog. Oh I hit goodness. the jackpot, Jerry. But no worries. Inner peace awaits me later on you this afternoon. You keep telling yourself that, Al. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. What would uh, what years were you at 1027? 1027, Jerry. With Ron got, and Fez. I got there in 2001 till 2003. What would 2002 Al say about 2021 Al? You know, I did think about that because uh, they would have really gotten a kick out of me doing Hare Krishna. You beats. think? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been four hours of the listeners calling me, telling me I was a loser. Right. Well, now you just don't pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Now I just, Nope. <laughs> Don't see it out of sight, out of mind, Jerry. <laughs> Two good baseball things happened yesterday, Jerry. The Yankees won and the Mets beat the uh, the Mets law. No, wait. That's not a good thing. No, no, We no, needed the no, Mets no. to beat the Red Sox. Correct. If you're a Yankee fan. Did you practice this? I don't know what I thought <laughs> as I was heading into this. Me neither. But as I was saying it out loud, it didn't make sense. Um, the Yankees did their part, Jerry. All we can, all they can do is win, baby. Yeah. Well, they've got their opportunity in the next week and a half. And they did a classic style, Jerry. Aaron Judge home run, Giancarlo Stanton. It's the Rangers. 
They suck. Yeah, but Yankees have lost to the Orioles, and yeah, they really whatever. suck. But the rain, they're always going to beat the Rangers. Come on. The Why Rangers do the Rangers are suck? Awful. I have no idea because they're terrible every year. This goes completely against Boomer's, awful. Boomer's idea that uh, athletes want to go to places that don't have income tax. Because Texas has no income tax. No. Why do they suck? The Miami Mall. Well, they got to be paid, too. You got to. I think there's a couple things. First, we're in a day and age where people, these athletes, make so much money. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It just, I'm sorry, it doesn't. Live in New York, you make $35 million a year, you pay the tax. You're going to be just fine. You'll be all right paying now, the I tax on that. wanting to keep more of it. Yeah. But believe it or not, some of these guys actually do want to win. Is so that right? If you've got an opportunity to go to the Texas Rangers or let's say the Braves or the Yankees or the Red Sox or one of these places that perennially win, yeah. why would you go to Texas? Well, if you go to the Yankees, you got to drive to the Bronx every day, and that seems like a lot of gridlock. Yeah, these guys do just fine. A lot I of agree. Gridlock. It's not easy. It's probably stressful, and you yeah. need the Harry Krishna beads. But at the end of the day, if you're making gobs and gobs of money, and you know... See, here's the thing with the Yankees, and we've known this now for the last 20-whatever years, 28 years, 29, whatever number it is, I forget. We talked about it the other day. You know they're going to be good. It's to what degree are they going to be good. Are right. you joining a World Series team? Or are you joining a team that down the final couple of weeks of the regular season is in that playoff mix, which is probably the bottom line for the Yankees, for the most part. So if you're a big league player, the money's there, you know you're going to win, or do you want to go to the Texas Rangers who win 65 games a year? I mean, it's, you know, I, for me, it'd be a no-brainer. I'd go to the Braves or the Yankees or, you know, teams like that. Do you think there are kids in the Bronx Little kids, I'm talking, Jerry. Little kids that love baseball that yeah. go to Yankee Stadium just to watch the players pull up in their cars. Sure, I would. Of course, they do. Why not? I would definitely do that if I lived there. I think Joe Beningo did that, <laughs> bro. <laughs> he was in Queens. He was a Met fan. I'm joking. You're right, he'd be in Queens, Jerry, watching. Yeah, because that would be cool. It would be neat. Like if you lived near the stadium, especially if you know where the lot is. Yeah, if you know where the lot is, and you could like wave to Derek Jeter every day when he comes in. Although I heard he retired, so he doesn't. Uh, wouldn't be you could do it in Miami if he ever showed up. I don't know yeah. if he does or he doesn't. I'm sure he shows up sometimes to the ballpark. But I don't know that he's got the same cachet in Miami that he would have in New York. Still a Hall of Famer, but he was a Yankee. It is weird to me, though, that players, and I didn't know, I don't know how else I expect them to get to the ballpark. Helicopter in. <laughs> the fact that they all drive in yeah. 81 times a year to the Bronx. Yes, they do. Early. Like for a seven, oh I think gosh. Sweeney said for like a seven o'clock game, they start showing up about two o'clock. And like Sweeney's got to drive to the Bronx every day. John and Susan, when they go to the ballpark, yeah. drive into the bot Bronx. Yup. My God, I do think you get used to listen. The traffic is what it is, and whether you work in on Wall Street or you work in Midtown or you work at Yankee Stadium, you're dealing with traffic. I think you get used to that, like anything. You get used to it. Hell, you took a bus to work in the Midtown I for did. how many years? We got our own lane. The bus. Did you gets imagine its own doing lane. that now? No. Hopping on a public bus? No. All right. Well, but you, when you have to, you do it. I used to. Uh, I'm very sensitive to the smell of garlic, and sometimes people would would show up on the bus and walk past you, and just you'd get hit in the face with garlic because they sweat it out. Right. It was in there. A lot of it. It was in their pores. Yeah. You become what you eat. They become. Pieces of garlic. Yeah. And, you, and it smells. Garlic stank, Jerry. I think, and I don't mean this in a bad, I really okay. don't mean this in a, in a nasty way or a rude way, but you've become very soft in that you've got very cushy hours like we all do. Yeah. Not you. We do. But when you think or critique someone for dealing with traffic, mm -hmm. I think you forget because you've been doing this for over a decade now. Right. We did that too. 
Right. And if we got fired tomorrow or this afternoon or in 10 minutes and the next best job was to work between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. in Midtown, guess what we'd be doing? Sitting in traffic? Correct. No, I would take the train. Well, whatever. You get my point. You'd be back to commuting like everyone else. As opposed to this nice little 40-minute ride. Well, you're longer, but you get my point. We could, we'd go back to commuting like losers. Jay. Yes. Right now we have a nice, for the most part, traffic-free commute. We do. And, so. the, and, and the price we pay for that is you wake up at 2 a.m. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's a give and take. It, it is a give it's and take. It's a give and take for everything, Jerry. Yeah. I'm not going to be so happy with that take when I'm 65 and I can't remember anything. Right. That's going to, you know, eventually not catch great. up to us. Yeah. Would you like this Corey Kluber, Jerry? He's pitching tonight for the Yankees against someone named Taylor Hearn. Taylor Hearn, left-hander, I believe. Uh, is that right? The I'm lefty pretty, Taylor Hearn sure. uh, from the Rangers? I think so. Um, sure. He better win, Jerry. Corey, Klu- Corey, Corey Kluber. Kluber to me is like Carlos Carrasco. How so? He's got, you know, had a great and really good career. He's coming off injuries, getting better. If he can ever, if he can find himself. You better win. He could be, yeah, he could be a great piece for the Yankees in the yeah. playoffs, assuming they get there. Oh, and we had a, the return of Louis Severino last night. Yeah. That was two exciting. Years. Over two years. 707 or days, I read. two years. Yeah, it was uh, the playoffs in 19. He had Tommy John surgery in January or February of yeah. last year, and he's back, baby. And he pitched, closed out the game. Yeah, pitched two innings, scoreless ball. Yeah, a couple of hits, a couple of strikeouts. Two Ks. Not bad. That's not bad. He looked no. so happy when he went into the dugout after. Well, if you That's think cool. about what a lot of these guys, what they take for granted when it's finally taken away from them. Yeah. You realize it ain't here forever, and you miss it. That was how how I was when I finally came back to work here after being uh, home for COVID. Yeah. After almost 707 days myself, I showed back up here. I was high-fiving everyone in the dugout. Uh, you were high-fiving afterwards. You were not so thrilled when you walked in. I was not thrilled to return. Right. But, but once was, you were here. I was happy to return. I would I, say by 7 o'clock, you were like, you know what? I missed it. And like, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I would be upset if I had to go back to working from home. Oh, you would? Yeah. I actually like the I wouldn't. The it's, just, it's boring. It's boring at home, yeah. It's different. It's different not, energy. Yeah. it's The whole thing is just, I don't know. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah, this is a better energy, Jerry. Agreed. It's the the TV lights make me feel special in here. It's nice you know to be I mean? somewhere. It's well lit. Mm-hmm. It's nice to divide your day to go, this is when I'm working. This is when I'm at home. And that's it for you. Yeah. That's those your day. two things. <laughs> here at work, <laughs> then at home. I went out to dinner with my parents last night, and some uh, uh, nice gentleman at the bar who is a listener Bought me a Miller Lite. That's very nice. How about that? That's great. Now, was I supposed to buy him a drink in return? Yeah, I never accept. You never accept? Mm-mm. The, the The waiter or waitress brings you over a Miller Lite and they well, go, Well, no, that's this. different. If someone, I'm, I guess what I'm saying is if someone asks to buy me a drink, I decline. So what I had ordered a Miller Lite already and then... and then so you uh, got two. You were no, hammered, weren't you? I, I would have. I only had one because I was it was a school night, Jay. And the waitress came over. They go, Jack gentleman is picking up your Miller Lite. Oh, that's very nice. Very nice. That's great. So what did you do? You go over and take a picture? I go over. I uh, patted him. wave. I patted him on the back. I said, thank you very much. And I shook his hand. Jay. On the way out? Or did on you get way- up at the... Well, when he sent it over, I yelled over to him because it was an empty restaurant because I go during, you know, at 3.30. old people hours. <laughs> he was sitting at the bar. Public works, uh, a fella. Okay. And I waved, a fellow bald man. I waved to him. And then on the way out, I uh, said hello. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. 
I might have gotten up at the time, but that's kind of yeah. cool. Either way, I think what you did is good. Okay, I did. but I was like, do I now send him a drink? But then you that seems have. weird. Yeah. Now we're just you exchanging drinks. Yeah. Well, that's like gifts. And then he would send me another drink, and then I have to send him another drink. And then back and forth you go. But yeah, then you'd be but, hammered, so you'd right. just buying him shots. <laughs> hey, Ma. <laughs> Want some fireball? <laughs> I'm turning 52. Shots of fireball for everyone in the bar. <laughs> That's funny. Well, good. happy birthday, by Thank the way. Thank you, Jerry. 52 years young. To- 52. Why do you think it was 50? Why do you think at some point we went with years old instead of years young? Like, if you think about it, if you- you're a baby... Yeah. You're a year. You're one year. You're a year Young. old. Young. Why would we right. go to old? I don't know. Like, to me, it should be like at 52 at this point, you could say old. Oh, right. Like, I think when old. you get to 50, we should switch. That's the midway point? I think, I think so. That's a good idea. I think you're 49 years young. Oh, you're 50. All right, you're 50 years old. I'm 50 years old. You're on the back end. Yeah, I don't like this whole, you're seven years old. You're not old. You're young. You're only seven. I'm not even so sure 52 is old at this point. It's old. It's Older. really not, though. What's funny is like when you get when you get like kids, uh, women especially that are like twenty eight, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so old." Uh, well, we were, but you know what though? When we were in our thirties, we probably thought the same thing. I guess we did. It's just now that we're well, I'm in my late forties, and well, you're in your early fifties. Thirty seems so glorious. And you it's could say relative. early, like I could say early fifties until fifty six. No, you can't. It's mid fifties. Can I say early fifties at fifty four? Yes. So 55, 55, 56, 57, mid, mid. 58 late. <laughs> I mean, at some point, right. you got to give it up. Right. Yeah. These numbers are getting big. Oh, yeah, Jerry. I don't care for them. They're big numbers. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. Not great. What do you got going on for your birthday today? Strippers? Um, no strippers, Jerry. House call? I'm um, anti-strippers. <laughs> I know you are. Because your girlfriend's away. Oh, she's back. She'll be back now. Just in time for your birthday. Just in time for my birthday. That's right, Jerry. Where's she taking you? Were you guys going out for uh, a nice early dinner at 345 again? The usual. I go go to like two places for dinner. (laughs) So it's really special. Whether it's a Friday or my birthday, it's the same thing to me. (laughs) It's pretty funny. What did you say? Something about a diarrhea rug? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. Very good. I'm hoping not to have a diarrhea. I just got what you said. Good Lord, Eddie. What did he say? Nothing. You nothing, tell me, Jerry. Nothing, nothing. I demand to know it. Nothing. Just use your imagination. Right. While you do that, we'll take a break. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. On the diarrhea rug. We'll Ew. take a quick break. <laughs> I mean, at least the couch. No, come on now. I immediately throw the diarrhea rug right into the laundry. <laughs> I hope so. Immediately. Good God. All right. 516. We take you to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo, a rip-roaring Wednesday here on The Fan. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. So you know what that means. Court is back in session with Queens of the Court, a WNBA podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll bring you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court, free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Nas X do the Dolly Parton song cover yesterday. No, I do. I did not. See now, it. do you know the song Jolene? Yeah, I lo- love Jolene. You do love Jolene. Yeah. Can I put it in here? It's been covered by a number of artists over the years. So this is Dolly Parton as you see their fades away. All right. You could have your I don't know this song. Man, but I could never love again. He's the only 
one for me, Jolene. Come on. So that's Dolly Parton. Yeah. So Lil Nas X is getting rave reviews. He was on BBC. Oh, okay. That's in London, Jerry. I've heard. You could have your choice of me, but I can never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. And then he goes into the whole Jolene thing. I like it. Pretty good. I do like that. Not bad. Zach Brown covered it. There's a bunch of people over the years who've covered Jolene. Hmm. Good tune, Jay. You ever see Zach Brown band in, in concert? I did. I saw them at City Field. Oh, okay. And I saw them in Queens. I think I've seen them twice. Queens? Where? They had that uh, Randall's that, Island? No, the one that used to be like a tennis uh, thing. The National Tennis Center? No, I forget what it's called. Okay. Uh, Forest Hill Stadium. Oh, okay. In Queens. Nice. Uh, City Field. You actually went to Queens? I know, Jerry. There, there was concert? a time when I would like go places. Wow. I know. No more. That's over. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah, it was a number of years ago. Oh. But yeah, I would go. Uh, now I would only go out there if it was like the replacements. Like somebody who's not playing often and I love them. And I'm... How the hell did you get into the replacements? My friend Paul. I couldn't even. Could I name a song? You couldn't know. And yet, that's your favorite band. Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. When I went to see uh, Zach Brown Band at City Field, it was so boring. I don't know if it was because they just stood there and the I, sung. I, I don't know if the 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 stadium was too big for them mm. or too big for me, but something didn't click, Jerry. Got it. Maybe the audio wasn't great. Yeah, like when I go to a concert, I want to not be able to have a conversation with the person next to me. Like, I want it to be that loud. Oh, I see. I want my ears to ring for two days after. Mm. I want to know I, there was some damage done. So you didn't get that. I didn't get that. I bought tickets to see Lincoln Park at City Field. And then he killed himself. Oh, Sadly. Okay. I could not wait for that show. They had, they that were. It was that summer, yeah. Wow. It was that summer. Yep. All right. Two, like, it's probably three years ago now, maybe even four. Like, I don't goodness, even know. Jerry. Yeah. What a story. Yep. Very depressing. Very. Let me go to this tweet I got. Uh, said, how about, you know, we're talking about, you know, at what age are you so many years old or what age are you so many years young? Yes, right. Uh, This tweet says, how about with babies when you ask how old they are, their parents reply, 24 months. No, your child is two. I don't know if anybody's ever said 24 months to me. I've gotten that. To me, once you get past a year, yeah, they're one. That's uh, from Dan Santa. That's interesting. Okay, I've never. I, I'm sure that does happen to people. Yeah, I've, I've never, heard people say 24, 24 months, months, 18 months. But I see that on the clothes. Yeah, when you buy the clothes, they will tell you 24 months, 36 months, right. and then it goes to 40, 5T, stuff like that. Why do you think the parents do that? They want to keep the baby smaller. I don't know for a longer period. I, of time? I honestly don't know. It's a great question. It is a great question. I don't know. How many months are you? I am uh, well fifty. I don't know. I can't do actually. That's not do this lot, because then you can start. Then you can start calculating how many more months you have left. Let's not, right. Yeah, I don't want to do on. that, Jerry. Let's right. move on. Right. Uh, Noah Syndergaard could return. Who cares? <laughs> like honestly, I saw this. He could return. Who Jerry gives a rat's ass. <laughs> Between him and Degrom, yeah. how about this? Go away. We'll see you in March. <laughs> I it, it it's it's means that's nothing. What I Why right? I guess maybe for the Mets, they think maybe people would come out to see him. It's something that might sell. No, guess what? They're not. We're not interested. Season's over. It's enough. He's pitching at Syracuse tonight. Now, if I live in Syracuse, I'd go see him. Right, because you don't get a lot of stars in Syracuse. That would be exciting. Right, that would be cool. But other than that, good. Noah Syndergaard at City Field on the uh, final weekend of the season. No one cares. You're not interested? uh, Let's see. College football on Saturday. Mm -hmm. NFL Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. You'll pass on that one. I suppose if it was the Friday night game, I would put it on. I would. 
All right. So Saturday and Sunday, you get no shot. So there you go, Mets. If you're going to throw Noah Syndergaard on the mound, he's got to pitch for the Friday night. Got to do a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, there's other. There's no point otherwise, right? I mean, please, you give me a bro. You give me do. You give me Syndergaard on Saturday to Grom on Sunday. Eat it. <laughs> please, Did you hear that, Mets? You can eat it. No, just what a because you know eat it's funny. It. I thought Sal made a really good point at about four thirty this morning. Uh, as he realized no one was calling for two and a half hours. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, he, he went a while without a phone call. <laughs> That's actually very funny. Uh, he, he thanked the one caller for calling and snapping the two and a half hour. <laughs> the streak <laughs> he had going. to himself. Um, I thought he made a really good point, though, in that, you know, the whole DeGrom thing, it was like, all right, he made the all-star team, which we knew. He's going to still, we thought he'd start the all-star game. Mm, you know, what? we're going to hold him out. At no point did they say his season's over. It was kind of like he's week to week, then he was working his way back, then it's, all right, you know what, we're going to shut him down for a couple of weeks, and then we're looking at maybe an early September return, and it's like, how about this? Season's over. So was that it for him? He pitched? We haven't seen him just, since July. Wow. Yeah, right? I think. I don't think he's been back since. He, It's half a year, and even the half year that he pitched, which when he pitched was outstanding, but even that was in and out. So, no, this hurts. Oh, that hurts. This so I, is inflamed. This I, is swami. Come on. I just want to reconfirm because you deal with quotes like uh, in your audio, you cut up audio. I do. Play, I do. Play, yes. Players quotes and sometimes quotes get taken out of context. I just yeah. want to make sure. So your message to the Mets about uh, maybe Syndergaard comes back, maybe DeGrom comes back is to eat it. Eat it. Eat it. <laughs> You're not interested. I'm not. I'm really not. All right. Because I think you can get the work in. You Keep in Syracuse. Make a couple starts in Syracuse, shut it down, and start your off-season work, and we'll see you at spring training at full strength. That's it. That's what I would do. I'll tell you the one story that's really cool that not eat it, and I give them a lot of credit. Oh, this is a not eat it story. No, this is this is you've got stones of steel oh. that I don't know that me or Eddie have. Chris Bassett, the A's pitcher, who took the line drive off the head five or six weeks ago, broke his cheekbone. It's going to start tomorrow. So that's a not eat it story. That that's is like, unreal. I mean, that's good for him. Think that's about, a good for you story. That is that is beyond good for you. That is, hey, good for you. There's not many people that have the stones to do that. Is he going to wear a football helmet out there? That's I what know. I would do. I, you know what? I don't know what he's going to wear. I'm sure he's going to go out there with a regular hat and pitch. Yeah, like but a man. I don't know. I've said it about John Carlos Stanton, who was hit in the face, broke his jaw. Now he wears the jaw, which I like. I love that jaw guard. On the helmet, I don't know why every cool helmet doesn't looking. have it. Yeah, I mean, it's outstanding. Um, the fact that you get in the batter's about Kevin Pillar this year got hit in the face with a line drive, and, like, they're right back at it. I mean, that ball's coming at you so hard. But for a pitcher that's been hit by a line drive in the head and almost died, was carted off the field, hospitalized, and then to get back out there five weeks later, I don't know how you don't – I know it's what they do for a living, so I get it. But I don't know how you don't think about it every single pitch. Well, maybe he, that's why he wants to get out there, because the longer he sits, maybe he thinks about it more, and, and it'll be a bigger deal. Like, let's say he didn't come back till next year. It would be a bigger deal for him to get on the mound than it maybe. is now a couple weeks later. You're, you're probably right. I mean, I throw batting practice to 11-year-olds. Some of them, it's, I'm like, I can't even react. And not that I'm 60 feet away, or I'm, I probably throw from 40 feet. But, you know, I put a screen in front of me. It is amazing how hard that ball comes at you from an 11-year-old. Now think about John Carlos Stanton hit a line drive at you. Are you? I mean, good God. 
Do you think I could catch a line drive if I'm playing third base and I know a line drive is coming from Giancarlo? No, I think you'd be better off not knowing it's coming <laughs> and just re- for real and just reacting. If I told you here comes a line drive from Stanton, I think you've got less of a chance of catching Stanton. Yes, you can hit on my face. <laughs> that might be. That would seems awesome to catch a line drive. Sure, a baseball line drive. You better catch it though. I, <laughs> Honestly, take it off the chest. Yeah, it could really hurt. Have you. a heart attack. He hits some. What they say off the bat, one hundred and he's got the hardest hit ball at one hundred and sixteen miles an hour. The home run he hit last night, third hardest hit yeah. home run uh, this year. I mean, it really is. And at that was another million. thing. Sal was you know yelling about the whole exit. Well, I, exit I get demos. it. I understand what he's saying. I do think it's cool though, in that you can measure how hard a ball is hit. Yeah. I mean, it's you square one up at that level, and so now think about that. And then imagine being 60 feet away and delivering that pitch. And then it hits you in the head. Right. And how you don't die is drive. fascinating to me. It's like the body is, res- in some places, so resilient. Oh, it's very resilient, Jerry. Have you ever seen a woman give birth? That is very resilient. I, yes, I have, actually, twice. Have you? <laughs> okay, let's take a break. <laughs> let's get away from old man single Al for a moment. On his birthday, he's 52. Make sure you call up. Wish him a happy birthday. Do Half not past do that. five. Oh, no, please do. Half past five. We've got so much more to do. And then we'll get you to Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it female artists? We did Baruch Gasol. No. No this theme. Is I just love. Yeah, what I do is I have this uh, large list of uh, a large playlist, Jerry. Mm. And I'll scroll, scroll, scroll until something hits me. All right. And it just so happened that the, the back-to-back uh, female artists have hit me. Sounds good. I figure no doubt next. Uh, no. Nah. Not no doubt. I don't know, Jerry. Maybe. I don't know How what will hit How about Meredith me. Brooks next? No, she only had that one hit, right? Well, it was a good song. Fiona Apple, I like her. Criminal. Okay. Boxer, shadow boxer. Yes. There you I'm go. A shadow boxer, baby. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Sorry. Uh, Jerry, the Steelers could be without Ben Roethlisberger. All right. I'm going to call BS on this like Greg will at 6 o'clock or whenever we get there. It says a pectoral injury. I think this. Now, because we're with Greg for three and a half years or whatever it is now, he Clearly can't stand Ben. Thinks he's a hypochondriac. A wuss. He <laughs> he likes to indulge yeah. a little bit. I'm going to say that he will be out there on Sunday. Pectoral injury, Jerry. Yeah. Knowing what pecs are is your man boobs is pecs. I hurt mine a few weeks ago. You hurt your pecs? Well, yeah. We I did a slip and slide. Oh, and it was a pec injury. Yeah, I did a head first dive. It was okay. a relay race at yeah. a kid's party. Felt fine until I got up. And you actually felt it in where I your still pecs are? I still feel it. My left pec. Your left pec? Still, it's finally, I would say this week, I finally started feeling normal again. <laughs> like, I so felt like I broke something. Right. 
You, yeah. you may have broke your pectoral. Yeah, or bruised it, or I thought I actually thought I broke my rib cage, but I was okay. You're all right now. I've made it through. I feel. If you breathe it like the Ben Roethlisberger, he's got a pectoral injury. I hope he can play against the Bengals this week. I still feel it slightly when I yeah. take a deep breath, but it's not like. So, for instance, when it first happened, I would say five minutes after the relay race ended, I started walking around and I was having trouble taking a deep breath. Right. I said, uh-oh. That's when you know it's like a, a lung or rib injury. Yeah. And my wife begged me not to do it because she says, you're not 17. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be doing relay races with 11-year-olds. Correct. Which I wouldn't have, except for my son's, one of his teammates had to leave and they were short. What was I supposed to do? They were short Couldn't a relay person. Right. You can't let the kids down, Jerry. No. Uh, who's the, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the backup there in Pittsburgh, right? He's number two. Number two, Yes. Is that Mason Rudolph fella still there as well? I believe that's number three. three. I believe so. Could you tell me who the backup quarterback for Houston is? Mills. Well, no, he's starting Thursday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I cannot tell you who the backup Jeff is. Jeff Driscoll. I know the name. Well, how much money do you think people are going to bet on the Panthers Thursday night? A lot of money is going to bet. So. I wonder what the, what's the spread? Uh, I can, as you talk, I will you find go- that. Could you yeah. Google that, Jerry? I can do that. A uh, good news, Jerry, for Packers running back Aaron Jones. We heard yesterday that uh, during the Monday night game, he had a chain ripped off of him that contained his father's ashes. And yes. He, he couldn't find the ashes. And then he said, well, his father, if they were to be lost, his father would want them lost on Lambeau Field. Now it turns out they recovered the ashes. So well, now do you spread him. them on Lambeau Field because his father would have wanted them there anyway, or you don't spread them on Lambeau Field? Well, so I was just reading. So wait, so the ashes were still in the chain? They were still in the in the no, container say, in the chain. You no. st- hang on to them then. No, I would say you hold on to them. But I it, think his I think his theory was good. You got to make yourself feel better. Yeah, just screw it up. Then you say that's what he would have wanted. Right. It's but what, now that you've got it back, I think you're okay. Where do I want my ashes spread? Because I want to be cremated. On that diarrhea carpet? <laughs> do not. Whoever's in charge of my ashes, do not spread them on the dog's diarrhea carpet. <laughs> uh, seven and a half as of yesterday. But oh. I don't know if this is after or before the announcement of Mill starting. Um, I would think since you have. See, it's interesting. There's a couple of places that come to mind. I think most people would say, well, you live down by the ocean. Spread. So the water is going to be. But I got to be honest with you. Knowing you as long as I know you now. I got to think we flush you right down the toilet. Do not flush my ashes. But you're a toilet guy. I do love toilets. Either you're going in the urinal. Right. Or right in the toilet. What if you did this instead? You put my ashes in some sort of like um, frame. You know, one of those shadow box frames and above the toilet in someone's house. Well, you said, where are we spreading them? Yeah. So you want them saved. I want some saved. Then I would say that that's fine. Above the let your let your daughter your uh, right. I don't have any children. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it'd be creepy I have a nephew. To to your... My nephew uh, seems to like me a lot. He's uh, he'll be twelve this year. All right. So then I'll I would say, him. yeah, that's forty years. I would say give them to your nephew. All right. And allow him to display them somewhere so that Uncle Al is always around. Always around. Yeah, I would say so. Or just spread them in. Or just put them in the toilet and flush. <laughs> They end up in the ocean anyway, Your right? final resting spot is exactly what you have <laughs> obsessed over for 45 years. A toilet. <laughs> for my final resting spot, I'd like to be flushed down a toilet in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'd be perfect. Do the or toilet- New York City. No, do not bring <laughs> right my ashes to New York City. Right the sewer system with the rats. City. No, no. <laughs>
I'm not putting you in charge of my ashes because you'll have just rats eating my ashes on the streets of New York City there and were, then down a toilet. No joke. I pulled up to park. Uh, well, I was at Varick, actually, um, waiting for the light to turn green. And as it turned green, I started going, you know, slowly. I looked to my left. I wish I had a camera and I was standing there. Now, it's not quite the same because there were four beetles that were crossing the street in that famous picture. Oh, yeah. There were two gigantic Road. rats crossing the street, though. That that's the image that I thought. I'm like, this would be awesome if there were two more rats right. and they were single file. The rat beetles. It's right. Crossing Abbey Road. I think that was such a cool looking shot. Mm. I didn't get it though. Okay. Oh well. A lot of people, Jerry, you're wondering about Aaron Rodgers' look. You know, we talk about it sometimes. He looks like us, a contestant on Survivor, I thought. But, uh, but he talked to Pat McAfee as he does every week, and I guess they asked him about his long hair. Yeah. And I guess it's part of a mysterious Halloween costume that Aaron Rodgers... Boy, the Aaron Rodgers really takes Halloween seriously. He's been growing this hair specifically for, for a Halloween. Halloween costume. He says right. uh, of who he's going to be for Halloween. Who could he quote, be? Quote, somebody who is a hero of mine who has longish hair. Tarzan? You think Tarzan's a hero of Aaron Rodgers? I don't Rogers? know. He's a strange dude. I have no idea. He was a big Game of Thrones guy. Maybe oh. somebody from there. But could, he was, is that a hero of his? I, I don't know, but he was very disappointed in the ending, I remember. Oh. I was thinking maybe Hulk Hogan. He is long as hair. Could be. Could be. Brother. Certainly possible. He's going to walk around in the, the Speedo. Hulkamania. Yeah, Run I don't think wild. he's going to do that. Yeah, I don't know who else it could be. A long-haired guy who looks like Aaron Rodgers. How much time we got to Halloween? What's today? Halloween September, t- we got about five, six weeks. Five or six weeks, Jerry. I, I don't know we'll if, find you've, out. if you've been to the supermarket. You could already start buying candies. Uh, I was at Costco. I see Christmas stuff is coming out already. Christmas. So I'm sure you can buy candy in September, yeah. Today's yeah. first day of fall, by the way. That's right. Three o'clock this summer afternoon. Summer is over. Summer's been officially. over. No, yeah. but it's officially because a lot of yeah. people think summer's over Labor Day weekend. It's officially over. Yes, this the, the 22nd of September, right. 21st, 22nd. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lost summer anyway. A lost summer, Jerry. Too much rain. A lot of times on the weekends as well, which was not good. No, not great, especially if you live down the shore and you want to go do things. And I thought about that of the businesses down there. Yeah. But the restaurants and bars, when it rains, do, do they do very well. But what else are you going to do? Like, Except I always drink. thought, like, if you end up with, a, like, we bought a, we bought, we rented a beach house in LBI, I think four years ago or three years ago. And I remember as we were driving down, it was a beautiful Saturday, which is the changeover day for most. I remember thinking, I'm not looking at the forecast because what in the hell are we going to do if it rains all week? Right. And you spend, you don't get any money back. You do not. That house is yours for the week. I'm thinking, all right, well, I guess you go out for lunch and you go out for dinner and then what? Now we ended up with a decent week, but there have been weeks, you know, where it just rains. It's yeah. just awful. Then you take a whole bunch of quarters, Jerry, and you hit up the arcade. How many times can you go there, though? That's the problem. And even that, an hour, hour, two, maybe? I mean, I can't play Miss Pac-Man all day. Right. Doesn't work. You would have been wasting your day away. Yeah, for sure. In Margaritaville. HBO Real Sports. You're still familiar with that, Jerry? It's still a thing. I am, yes. It's still a thing. It was either on last night or it's on tonight. I did see clips, but Andrea I don't Andrea Kramer? Yeah, Andrea, Andrea Kramer sat down with uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis. Yeah. Are you, you're going through where you have clips? I only have I have the one about John. I have the one with John Gruden talking about Mark Davis's hair. All right, you know it's so stupid of me. How I much don't know. time do we have? <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm all just the kidding. Things. I'm kidding. And I know I know this, but for some reason, when I read it, 
it hit me like, oh, right, that he's Al Davis's son. Oh, God. <laughs> Mark Davis, the guy with the weird hair. I thought on that note, I did think great question, great answer about father and son. I, I don't know why I really love the answer because he could oh, have taken okay. this in a bunch of different ways. How are the Al Davis Raiders different than the Mark Davis Raiders? They won. We have it here. That's it. I thought that was pretty good because I think, I don't know, you could have said that my dad, you know, I'm not sure what he could have said. But the right. fact that he said that they actually were winners and he is admitting that he has failed in that way. I thought that was a very, if I'm a Raider fan, that's what I want to hear. At least I know that the owner is on top of what the hell, well, not on top. He's aware of what the issue is. and They just haven't been good enough. They need Kenny Stabler back. Well, I don't know that that's going to help him at this point. And Dave Casper. There are cars doing just fine. Cliff Branch. Darren Waller is one of the best in the game, so I think they're good there too. Um, Henry Ruggs is pretty good. So I think they're actually set up to have a decent season. I just don't know. You're living in the Patrick Mahomes era right now. Right. It's going to be hard. Andrea Kramer then said to uh, Mark Davis, you know, when I when people heard I was coming to interview you, most people wanted me to ask you, what's the deal with your hair? Yeah, that clip is not out. I've seen that in print. I cannot yeah. find that so clip. Yeah, so in print he says uh, he, he seems very happy with his hair. Yeah. He says, I love the hair. He says, the, the person who cuts my hair, it's not her fault. I've asked her to give me this haircut. Yeah. And that after I wash and blow dry my hair... First of all, him blow drying that hair. I would love to see a video of that. <laughs> he says it just falls right into place, Jerry. Well, it's flat. <laughs> there's, no, I, there's nothing. I don't it's even know why you blow cut. dry it. I don't either. There's no reason. You just ta- just ta- mat it down. Or towel dry it. I'm sure it'd be nice. Yeah, I would think so. I, I would love to see for digital, Jerry. Raiders digital. Uh, Mark Davis blow drying his hair. Yeah, I'm sure someone will put it out at some point. Just flowing. I will hope Maybe they they'll cover do hard knocks. I hope they cover it in uh, on this real sports. Maybe they will. We shall see. By the way, and we'll get to, I'm sure at some point, I'm not mentioning it, but I'm sure they will. This Conor McGregor first pitch, mm-hmm. he on purpose. So stupid. You think so? Yes. You think it was an on purpose? He tried to throw it 95 miles an hour, 30 feet to the right. On purpose. Yes. Because he wants to be talked you about. You got it. Exactly. Well, I won't. Well, I'm we pass on that. We one. are passing on that. I'm sure someone will mention it, and CBS it won't can play be these footage. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it either, I'm Jerry. I'm not talking about how Conor McGregor threw that wild pitch. Yeah, we definitely pitch. will not spend it's, over a minute on it. No. For sure, I'm done. I'm done. The St. Louis Cardinals, it. by the way, have won ten straight games. You aware of that? I am not aware of that. And so, because they, of that, are yes, they still in the mix? Got to have it. They're in the mix. Okay. So they've won ten straight. Amy Lawrence is here with an Odyssey Sports oh. Minute to what they say. Break it down. Oh, break it down. Break it down, baby. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got Boomer and Gio coming up at 6 o'clock in just a couple of moments. Yankees won over the crappy Rangers 7-1, and the crappy Mets lost to the Red Sox 6-3. Al? Yes. The oh, Red- and the Blue Jays beat the Rays. The Blue Jays, Jerry, notable still for the Yankees. Yeah, they're still a half game up. See, well, the, I don't know about on a roll. They lost the night before. Oh, well, so now they're on a one game roll. They got you back would, on a roll. You would say they're on a one game roll right now. I'd say they're starting a roll. All right, starting Maybe, a roll, perhaps. Yeah, Boba uh, had the go ahead. Boba 
one of your guys. I love Bo Bichette. Yes. I know. I should barely be a Blue Jays fan and an Arizona Cardinals fan. That's my new – this, this okay. year I may, might be an well, Arizona the Cardinals. The you Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, I kind of felt it's another like, 80s player yeah. kid. Actually, a little later than that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, too later for that. But I don't know. For some reason, I'm not vibing with them, Jerry. Not vibing. They don't have all of the things. They screaming at each other in the dugout the other night. They don't have all the things they look for in a team. Uh, sons of former major leaguers. They do have that, but so do the Blue Jays. Yes. Um, fat guys playing on their team. Mm, Blue Jays have that. They do. I'm not sure if the Padres do or not. I'd fat have to check. pitcher they've got. Uh, Ryu. Yeah, he's who's hurt chubby. right now. I think he's on the IL. Oh. Yeah. How did he you. get hurt? Well, who knows? I don't Not know. Not in shape? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know the injury. I just saw that he was injured, and they put him on the IL. Then I see the Manning Brothers broadcast, Jerry, on ESPN2. I love this. They go, 132% increase. Great. Which means which means their first week, really, not a lot of people watched it. Yeah. So 132% increase. You know what's funny is I – now you had buzz, you thought – the first week, I had none. Yeah, I thought buzz. Very little. If I thought there was little the first week, my feed had even less this week. I agree. And now it went up. I don't understand. But it went up to uh, 1.86 million oh. people. That's across the country, Jerry. And now what did the regular broadcast They get? didn't have those they numbers have yet. That. What would it normally get? About 10 million? I don't know. That's a good question. Tw- I don't even know. I like, know what's like a Sunday night number? football, I think it's like 12 million. Okay. I was watching... <laughs> I was watching a Lucille Ball documentary yesterday. <laughs> on what? On Reels. On Reels? You ever see that channel? Keeping it Reels? It really, no, it's a good channel. It's a Entertainment free channel? And, and music. All right. They were doing Lucille 45 Ball. million viewers oh, every week. that was the day, Jerry. Think about that. When you now, only, I know it was only nine channels. But. Right. I don't know if there was nine channels. It was Maybe like three. CBS, NBC. And ABC. And ABC. Might have been it. There was no even Fox. Where was PBS? You had to have somewhere for the cartoons in the morning on Saturdays. Well, those were on your regular channels. I remember when uh, Fox was going to be a, when Fox was going to be a channel. They were like, "Is there room for a fourth network?" <laughs> now we got room for three hundred and ninety-seven thousand oh channels. Now it's nothing but channels, Jerry. Yeah, it is, and it, you know what's weird is when you actually zip through them and you can't find anything to watch. Yeah, there's nothing. That doesn't make sense. WFAN and WFAN FM, New York and Odyssey Station, the home of Giants football and Yankees baseball, is WFAN one hundred one nine FM and the Odyssey app.